0: Hello, hello welcome back to the podcast i'm maya and these are my thoughts on uh mainly dystopian literature is what we're diving into um specifically the hunger games and today i kind of want to talk more about um what the release of the ballad of songbirds and snakes kind of says about our current culture and um spoiler it's not flattering <laughs> I do have a list of notes over here, so I'm going to be checking over here periodically, so if it's constantly annoying for those who are watching the video, if it's constantly annoying that I keep looking down, I apologize, but we're just going to jump right into it. This is going to be just more of a chatty episode, um, and I'm just going to kind of free flow with my thoughts, but that's also why I have a list. Anyways, let's dive on in. So, I have been following, like, the official Hunger Games account page on Facebook. I follow a lot of different creators on Instagram. And I've had, obviously, a lot more Hunger Games type content popping up on my um, For You page, like, on Instagram and everything. Just because I like a lot of that content. And when the fir- movie first came out, I kind of searched for it. Like you do, that's just kind of how uh, social media works these days. But the even immediately and even before the movie had completely come out, I was noticing some concerning things about how people were receiving a lot of the promo material, um, about how people were receiving the trailer, how the cast and crew and like the professional um marketing company was kind of pushing this out there and again it it just i'm going to get into it we'll talk about it so right off the bat I'll, the red carpet premieres i mean hollywood is one thing right they're extravagant they're ridiculous um There's a severe lack of class and sophistication and honestly beauty when it comes to red carpet fashion and anything to do really with, um, Hollywood and their kind of couture and how they do things. Um, it's just, especially in the last, I would say 20 years for sure, (laughs) um, in the last 20 years, um, the fashion has just been, I hesitate to say the word, but you know what, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think it's grotesque. I think it's ugly. It's not pretty and it's not flattering. Um, and I saw that with the, I'll say costumes or outfits, however you want to say it, of the cast and crew uh, during the red carpet premiere, premiere for The Hunger Games. And I, okay, I will say that I appreciate the subtle, or not so subtle, nods that they had to the original series, whether that was, um, like Rachel Ziegler was wearing a lot of dresses that were very similar to ones that Katniss Everdeen wore, um, in her victory tour. Funny how that works. Um, and just different dresses and outfits throughout the original series. I do appreciate that. Um, they were, that is something that I do appreciate about this film and kind of the mindset that went into making it and processing it and putting it out there for fans and for the world is that they were very conscious of the effect that the first, that the original book trilogy and the original movies made, and how impactful they were, and there was constant um, appreciation and subtle nods and hinting and symbolism that were all connected to the original source material, which I really appreciate. Um, But in looking at photos, there's specifically one Facebook post, and I'd have to find it, but if you can go on to the Hunger Games official page especially on Facebook. I'm sure it's on Instagram, but I saw it on Facebook. If you scroll back through to like the red carpet premiere right before the movie like officially came out in theaters or whatever. Um I just I don't know why they kind of took this angle with the film premiere and the kind of photo campaign that they did with it. Um because they had cast and crew, and I'm sure it was professional photography, it did not seem like it was taken on, like, an iPhone, but who knows, um, where it was very focused on, the photos were selfie style, which I already don't know how I feel about that, um, it was selfie style, it was all about, like, hanging out in luxury and having fun and it just it feels tone deaf to me it feels really tone deaf um because it feels like the cast and crew themselves who are on the red carpet i should say the cast mainly because they're the ones who are making all the public appearances um except for the director for the most part that's generally how it goes it just, they, there's two things. They could take this opportunity to call attention to big problems that we're seeing in our current government, in our current society, in our culture, and everything. But they don't. And I understand maybe why they don't, but I think they should have. I think something should have been said. I mean, these films are about a dystopian future um, that doesn't seem so far off anymore. And I don't know. There's there's a lot of similarities between the world of The Hunger Games and our current world. And I, I feel like there's just some missed opportunities where um, the cast, had they been so inclined, would be like give out a warning of like hey we're we're nearing our us ourselves and our society like we're nearing this if not already at the mentality of the capital we should really check ourselves <sighs> that's my opinion anyway but um not only did i feel like a lot of the promotional material for ballad of songbirds and snakes was tone deaf um i Work in marketing, kind of. So I understand to a degree why they have to do what they do because they want to get people's attention. They want to do what's popular. They want to sell. They want to make money. And that is kind of their whole point. And I do understand that. But in relation to the material that they're promoting, it just seems very tone deaf. Like we don't get the point of the material that we're promoting. I'm sure a lot of you out there can agree with me on this. Um, And another thing that's really concerning is not just cast and crew and marketing team and those that are promoting and putting out this film, but it's also the consumers, the audience. What I've noticed, um, I personally don't have TikTok. Had it for a while when it kind of first came out kind of thing. I don't know. Thankfully, I wasn't on there very long, and I just, I got off of it, I wanted nothing to do with it, but that aside, a lot of the TikTok videos and things like that I see as reels on Instagram, so I'm going to see it regardless, um, so what's, why download another app when I'm gonna see it anyway? Maybe it's a few days later, but I don't care. I digress a lot of the reels and things that i've seen with audiences and fans of the movies the original series just this movie whatever it is the response to the film has been a bit concerning i'm not going to lie because i feel like their most audiences are really missing the point they are It's like the message of the film, the message of The Hunger Games, and the severity and seriousness of the topics that Suzanne Collins covers. Like We're going to get into that in this podcast because it's a doozy, let me tell you, but it seems like These topics, these themes, the things, the story that was covered in The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is completely lost on the audience. And again, this is not a compliment. This is not flattering. This shows a serious disconnect between audiences or consumers and the material that they're consuming. It's not clicking. And that's not good. So a lot of the things that I've been seeing on Instagram and everything uh, with all these reels is, um, let me check my notes quick because I wrote it I own. All right. I found my notes. So TikTok has TikTok, Instagram, social media has made the message of the film, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. In my opinion, what I've seen is it's made it a complete joke. The, well, the creators who make these videos, which, side note, I have no issue with people making things for fun. Like, I have found so many of these reels really funny or really relatable or even inspiring. So, I'm not knocking people for making more lighthearted content out of a very serious and sometimes dark, um, conversation. I do want to put that disclaimer there because, like, I personally enjoy the content, too. But what I have seen overall, quick interruption, but I am back now, um, But what I have seen repetitively, you know, over and over, (laughs) what I have seen with this content, and even some creators, is just the overall general reception of the film has been good, But as in it was a good film, but the reactions I'm seeing are not promising. Like I've already mentioned, social media, the creators on social media are basically making the message of the film a complete joke. Um, This film honestly deals with really dark, heavy topics. Um, It handles it really well. All of the Hunger Games films, I will say, have handled these topics in the best way that they've been able to adapt them from the books and make them palatable for most audiences. They've done phenomenally. Um, And I appreciate that, but I've seen a lot of creators trying to create aesthetically pleasing content out of really dark and disturbing things about the series. Um, There's at least one, I have seen multiple creators do this, I have seen one for sure, I cannot remember her name right now. I actually lost um, her page. I just found it scrolling, and I scrolled, clicked on her um, reels page, and scrolled through quite a bit of her content. I apologize. I'm I can't find it at the moment. Maybe it'll pop back up. Something that I've seen her do, and again, I've seen multiple creators do this, is they will just create aesthetic videos of what it would be like if I was working in District 3 or what if I was a farmer in District 11. And they try and romanticize the life under a totalitarian government. Like there's something romantic about oppression. And that's kind of the point of where I'm getting at today. Um, people are missing the message of these films and these books in some very concerning and dangerous ways, where they're romanticizing oppression, they're romanticizing child labor, slave labor, um, tyranny. Uh, like with Finnick, a lot of people romanticize Finnick, because he was a very gorgeous and good-looking character. That's how he's described in the book. And the actor who portrays him in the films is a very nice-looking man. Absolutely. Um, but they focus so much on that that they completely gloss over the fact that... This is a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear, skip ahead. But this is a spoiler for, I think, Jay, if I remember what book it's in. So, just as a quick spoiler alert, skip ahead if you need to, but Finnick was a sex slave. He won the Hunger Games at 14. Finnick O'Dare won the Hunger Games at 14. And immediately thereafter, President Snow forced him into sexual slavery. But no, let's go ahead and romanticize him because, oh my gosh how dreamy and hot he is. Are we... Are we just gonna pretend like that doesn't matter? Are we just gonna pretend that oh, PETA, he is so husband material. PETA Malark is this and that. PETA Malark grew up in a physically abusive household. And just the collective general trauma of living in District 12 under an oppressive and tyrannical government that starved them and forced them to work and made everyone's lives basically hell but no again we're gonna focus on romanticizing oh the boy with the bread aesthetic or like mood boards or things like that again I don't mind. More lighthearted content. It makes sense. Sometimes you just have to do that with some of this really hard, heavy topics, again, that are covered in The Hunger Games. But I cannot stress enough how I see so much of the romanticizing, the creating aesthetics and mood boards and dressing up in outfits that you would wear in your victory parade if you won the Hunger Games. It's tone deaf. It's out of touch. Are we, are we as a society, like our generation, are we unable to understand and comprehend the depth of this story? The lessons Suzanne Collins is trying to impart to us And in writing this book series, you know who the capital is based off of? Us, as consumers, we have this ultra-consumerist society that's just focused on the most shallow and selfish and materialistic of things. She based the capital, or at least a lot of the mentalities and things, off of us, that's not a good thing. (laughs) Because the Capitol also, if you remember from the books, those of you who have read the whole series, the Capitol completely has a mental disconnect between them and the, the people from the districts. A lot of them don't even see them as people. The people from the districts, totally different worlds. Oh my gosh, what a cute coal miner's outfit. It's... And that's how the Capitol sees the tributes. They come in and these tributes are prepped and cleaned and made to look more aesthetically pleasing for the people of the Capitol, the consumers. And all the people of the Capitol care about is, oh my gosh, what are they wearing? Oh my gosh, I'm going to vote on the one that I think is going to win. I could go into this for hours upon hours. But I'm going to rein it in a little bit because the reason why I've been bringing all of that up and drawing all these comparisons is that It's this mentality that is concerning to see. It's the lack of, oh, wow, maybe we should do something about the world we live in, because this is not good, It's a complete just lack of connection, like the mental and emotional connection between the world of The Hunger Games and us. People are, the audiences, are more focused on fashion, quite frankly, gluttony, and rooting for their favorites, and crying when they get killed. Do you know where that quote is from? Okay, for those who can't remember, or can't guess right now, which I get, (laughs) Gale said that at the very beginning of the first Hunger Games movie, you root you root for your favorites. You cry when they get killed. It's sick. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. It's it's kind of the same mentality. I feel like it's the same disconnect we have to the messages of these films that the capital had to the tributes in the Hunger Games and the oppression in the districts around them. So, yeah. A little bit all over the place, but I just really wanted to talk about what I found concerning about with the reception of Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and why I felt like I needed to talk about it a little bit all over the place, but I like the more chatty style podcasts and vlog episodes where you feel like you're sitting down to have coffee with a friend. speaking of coffee, I am drinking espresso with a shot of hazelnut and a splash of oat milk. Ooh, that is quite delicious. Anyways, thank you for listening to this kind of chatty, kind of random podcast episode. Um, I'm planning on having some more structured, in-depth podcast episodes coming up soon, uh, specifically talking about my thoughts on the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I feel like I'm going to have maybe two or three videos talking about that because I want to cover a lot of different things in depth. And um, not only am I going to be doing different style analysis videos, topical videos on the Hunger Games, and maybe even some different dystopian books or movies, probably particularly books, I prefer to do that. Um, But I am also planning a reread for the Hunger Games series. So I don't know when I'll get to that because... I have a lot of books to read right now. Um, I have been in a slump for the past few years, honestly. Life has been a struggle. (laughs) Maybe someday I'll post a video or a podcast episode kind of on talking about what I've been through and kind of explaining life because I think we all need to understand and connect with one another. We're human. Um, And it's helpful to hear someone else's story um sometimes it could be really encouraging. So anyways, um I will be posting on my Instagram about when I'm going to start the reread for the Hunger Games series. Um I'm going to start posting on there more regularly since I have time going into the new year. Things are changing in my life and I'm really excited about it. So, if you want to stay connected with me, um go ahead and follow my Maya's thoughts. Instagram. It'll be linked in the description. Um, Feel free to go ahead and shoot me a message on Instagram. Whether or not I respond, I don't know. I've been really mad about responding lately. But anyways, that's it for today. Thank you all for joining me. Um, I am going to finish drinking my coffee and I'm going to go catch a walk before the sun disappears for the day because... I'm not too happy about sunsetting at like 4.45, but what can you do? I hope you all are doing well, and I will catch you in the next episode.